Welcome to So Gross, Such Point, Much Blank. My name is Joe George, and with me is Blake Collier. We're the hosts of this little concern about the movie Gross Point Blank. Today, we're going to continue our minute-by-minute discussion of the movie, and we're going to be looking at Minute 8, which closes up the conversation between Martin and his secretary, Marcella, about the existential crisis that Martin faces and also begins to set up my favorite assassiny moment in the movie. Like, what do you think of this scene? Does this does this shift here bother you? Does it does it work for you? What do you think? No, no, I th- I think it I think it works, especially with some of the kind of the bigger picture stuff we talked about in the last minute. I, I think this this reads well. There yeah. there may be little elements that that are kind of trip up on each other, but for the most part, I think it reads well, and I think it's just a joy to watch John and Joan interact, and I feel like. Of of two people like that you can watch on on a film like time and time again every movie I've seen them interact with each other it's just so it's such joy like joy to watch yeah um yeah. it's it feels like they actually do love each other as brother and sister and they enjoy working with each other it's not a chore yeah. and so yeah which I know being in a famous family that can become uh, <laughs> a bit of a an issue at times I think the fact that you're seeing his his expressions and, and his, the way his body is launched over and he's grabbing his face and, and yet having this very comedic dialogue between the two of them, it's a nice composition and it's a nice tie that you're not going too heavy yet because heavy will come. Yeah. But, but you're giving an introduction into the exhaustion that he's feeling. And, and yet, and she's, she's almost becoming a non narrator narrator. Like Ooh. through this dialogue, um, yeah, because she's basically saying what's going on. Like yeah. she's she's saying like, is it the job? Is it getting to yep. you? Yep. And, you know, t- time is catching up with you uh, when you're asked to your high school reunion. And I love the dialogue that happens after that when he says, "Are you talking about de- a sense of mortality or a fear of death?" Which, <laughs> in my mind, those are both the same thing, pretty much. <laughs> like. Like a sense of, of one's mortality is basically ultimately a fear of death. <laughs> and so yeah, exactly. I, once again, I think it's that get what get back element is that he thinks he's philosophical, but he's really not like he thinks he, yeah. there's meaning where there isn't. And so, and, and I think it's a dichotomy. He's trying to build, yeah. build a defense to cover up yep, his own exactly. feelings. And so, and, and she says, perfect response. I hadn't really thought about it. Like quite like that. <laughs> <laughs> And then the perfect follow-up, did you go Did you go to yours when he asked her that? And he's, yeah. yes, it was as if everyone had swelled, which is, yeah. if you've been to your high school reunion, which I have, that's fairly accurate. <laughs> <laughs> things don't, especially if it's your 10-year high school reunion, things don't really change in the realm of cliques. And, like, you yeah. have to wait, a, you know, 20, 30 years for that to happen, where those start yeah. breaking down and people are just, like, becoming tired. <laughs> are, you, are, are you within the range of your 20-year uh, yes, I am. So I've got uh-huh. I've got two or three more years before my my twenty year. Um, okay. So yeah, I'm I'm getting close. Thanks okay. for bringing that up. <laughs> Were I to have a twenty year reunion, it would have been a twenty uh, two or three years ago. So yeah, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, fair you're enough. still winning this <laughs> yeah. one. Okay. I would be looking at a twenty five year reunion. I'm, unlike there. the people who grew up with friends, I I just <laughs> age does not bother me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I just like to put on a show. <laughs> okay. <Great. laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm turning forty. Oh well, that's life. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, also death. And, fear and of so, mortality. yeah, exactly. Fear of my own mortality. Yeah. And you brought this up. Uh, I think it was last minute. Uh, just this idea of uh, just a, I find it amusing that you came from somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is an interesting thing. Like if you think about the nature of this conversation, there's an aspect that he's probably kept from her. Oh, absolutely. And so like there's yeah. like probably everything before he joined the army, she doesn't know anything about. Yeah. Uh, she yeah. probably knows where he came from, like where he graduated, but that's about it. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. I mean, that's part of that, that identity that he's been manufacturing to, to escape his culpability yeah. for the actions he's doing. And, and we talked last minute about how she's part of that too. Mm-hmm. And so she had probably when they, when they started doing this work, she had a vested interest to allow him to, you know, have this identity, this separate life that he had there. And now as she wants to get out, it's beginning to be more of a pressing concern of who was this guy? Where did he come from? And, and where, (laughs) how am I going to bring him back to humanity? Basically. Exactly. You kind of think about the parts of his life that he's kept from her uh, being probably his closest friend at this point in his life. Yeah. You, you you think about it and you're like, basically the most human parts of his life are what he's keeping from her. Yeah. And it, it almost makes you wonder like how much is he internally struggling to choose between retaining that humanity or just becoming full machine. Like, yeah, because that's, I think that's for me that that theme comes through the strongest after so many times watching it is this idea this fight between basically becoming what does it mean to retain humanity and at what point do we stop trying to kill off our humanity mm-hmm. because we all do it in our own ways it's mm-hmm. we because it's it hurts to be human and so yeah <laughs> yeah and it's vulnerable and it's weak and and mm-hmm. so none of those things are applauded and in our society especially but on some level you if you want to retain your soul you have to like retain those qualities you have to retain that weakness uh yeah yeah. so so it's 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 fascinating to see like that that juxtaposition that he's got to be going through if you look into the dialogue and see just how much they kind of read of her knowing about his life everything that would make him human is cut off from her yeah and really all she knows is probably just the fact that he graduated there and then he joined the army and and the rest is what she knows of him yeah yeah and so i find that fascinating that kind of juxtaposition yeah and you touched on this uh a few minutes ago but one of the things i find fascinating about this is um the difference in the performances between the two of them that uh jones kind of got this snarky detached voice that she's using through Mm -hmm. there where john is kind of a a raw nerve Mm -hmm. through this yeah and not only does the tension is just great to watch the 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 two energies contrast against one another but i think it serves kind of thematic thematics probably not the right word more plot wise in this case but um marcella can't be she can't be as raw um as martin is because that's a level of closeness that with her right uh their relationship has been predicated on them both being kind of cool and detached and and not knowing what they're doing so there's this really interesting tightrope that her character is walking where she is being snarky and detached making fun of the bad Mm -hmm. copy you know and 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 the everybody swelled line while also 
trying to express some legitimate concern. Like even when she asks if, you know, sir, you're, you're all right. You don't seem like yourself. I mean, I, I know it's, it's, it's just part of the actress face, but she's kind of got the sneer, you know, and that it feels faux authentic. But yeah. there's a real authenticity behind it. It's 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 not unlike the dance that Martin and Grocer do, where they're yeah. simultaneously shaking each other's hands and reaching for their guns. That, yeah. that Marcella exactly. and Martin are doing the same thing. They're they're dancing around this because they can't be completely authentic with one another because that violates the terms of their relationship. And so in order for her to continue moving this thing forward, she's got to retain a little bit of a little bit of snark and a little bit of distance, which yeah. which for me becomes an important part of the entire movie because I, I feel like oh, a yeah. lot of the a lot of this movie where operates in the in the realm of masked authenticity that they're they're speaking yeah. through their coolness. And I think that's a really great scene right there. This the, the, the tension yes. and the way she plays it. No, I, I, I totally agree with that. I think that's a great reading. Yeah. And I think that's something that you would almost have to have someone who's who's related to you. Absolutely. Play that role, because you know that that's happened between siblings. Oh, absolutely. Like, that, the, the whole idea that, like, you you care about your sibling, yeah. but you're not going to let them know it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that is my brothers and I's entire, like, we yeah. speak in insults and movie lines. Yeah. I think if we ever, like, just directly said, my, my I guess my older of the two younger brothers will sometimes be openly sentimental. And, and that's sometimes, like, what are you doing? This is <laughs> it's not the way we communicate. It's yeah, got to be exactly. through is it's, it's got to be through the, the the other lens. So yeah, I, you're totally right and that's yeah. Not making the characters uh siblings but having them played by siblings just allowed them to tap into that extra element yeah. that is is so rich, so great there. Yeah. And it kind of makes you wonder how if that dialogue came fairly quickly and naturally if they had, how many takes yeah. they had to do of it, but I would yeah. imagine it probably wasn't that many. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to imagine that they just have that chemistry. I really feel like that that's the thrust of of the dialogue here, and and we're getting yeah. a, a better sense of of their relationship, but also yeah. where their relationship has to stop at this point. And, yeah. And so yeah, and so we get that, and then we uh, we. We've in the in this conversation with a, a pretty definite switch uh, yeah. to a new setting. Yeah. Um, the conversation is over, and and we have these uh, Miami setting. So it's yeah. dark. It's completely dark outside, but you see mm-hmm. all this bright neon light. Yeah, exaggerated green and pinkish lighting in the space where Martin is uh, in mm-hmm. the scene, yeah. the hotel room, and and it sets up for minute number nine, yeah. which is going to be kind of what I call uh, the James Bond scene. Yep, yep. Right down <laughs> so, to the really cool Joe Strummer guitar yeah, riff that he's playing. Exactly. There. It's just, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I love, yeah, I so, love this kill. I just, I think it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's not a kill, but the attempted uh, uh, thing. And so yeah. I just got big, you know, the poison hit is big, written big in my notes. <laughs> exactly. And, exactly. and <laughs> so I'm really excited. I'm, I'm almost like running over the end of the Martin and Marcella line because I'm really excited to get to that. <laughs> that mm-hmm. <laughs> While there's some really iconic lines in, in this minute, I I think the more you watch it, the more you realize just how you find the emotion and the humanity behind what's going on here, yeah. the dynamic between the two. Yeah. And and it plays into what we've talked about already with this idea of who is Marcella in this whole scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I think this kind of gives her a lot more humanity and a lot more, not, not morality, but care. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And and so because she's really good at playing both sides. Yes. 
and not in a bad way like not in a she's gonna take martin down yeah like in the fact that she can be both his secretary and get the job done but also push his buttons and and make him go to a place that he needs to go in order to survive yeah (laughs) and so yeah I mean, uh, she's the only person that can care for him in this way, exactly. as we're as we're going to see with the open scenes in, in a yeah. few minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's all I have. Is it's kind of just this uh, switch from uh, I'm guessing Chicago, uh, the city. That's landscape. what I got too. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So Chicago, which you know, he's. I mean, there's a whole lot of Chicago actors yep. uh, in this movie, and so. I, I could see that being the main setting for his office. Yep. Um, so you see that shift from Chicago to to Miami, a completely different uh, landscape. And so uh, that takes us into minute number nine. That's pretty much all I got. All right. So that's all for So Gross, Such Point, Much Blank this week. We've been your hosts, Blake Collier and Joe George. If you like what you heard, then head over to iTunes, send us up. And remember, this podcast is us breathing. Thank you for listening to So Gross, Such Point, Much Blank, part of the Film Inquiry Podcast Network. If you like what we do, head on over to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating and a review. Every bit of feedback gives us the ability to expand our audience. Our podcast theme was created by Jans. You can find his music and other projects at jansofficial.com. Our podcast outro music was created by Jeff Hansen. Our podcast artwork was created by Jeff Weirich. You can find us on Twitter at SoGrossPod. And you can find Joe at J.A. George II, spelled I-I. Bing, 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 bang. Popcorn. Yeah, whatever. <laughs>